T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We have Joe Schnelli in studio. If you've been listening for the last few minutes, you already know that because he joined us a little bit early to talk about the uh, situation in Okinawa and Japan at large. Joe is a Marine Corps veteran, my former classmate at the Defense Information School, and not just there at the same time, literally in the same class, same instructor and all that stuff during basic journalism course. Joe has risen to great heights now as the executive director of American Veterans, a.k.a. AMVETS, and he joins us every Thursday. I was about to say Wednesday. Man, I'm just, I'm, I'm a little bit out of it this morning. Every Thursday, Joe joins us to talk about the latest issues that AMVETS is focusing on, dealing with, and their programs. Joe, thank you very much for joining us officially now on this segment of the show. Good morning, Eric, and thank you <laughs> for having me on today. It's absolutely a pleasure, as always, man. The first issue we're going to talk about is one that I kind of understand because I kind of went through some questions when I got out of the military, didn't do much for the first year I was out or so, well, for six months I was out, then decided, ah, I'm going to see what this education thing's all about. Figuring out my education benefits, what would pay for what, where could I go, what could I do, wasn't easy. Apparently now it's even harder because there is uh, reports out there of some recent veterans getting out and getting just bad gouge, as we call it in the Navy, just not good and not accurate information on their education benefits. What can you tell us about this? Well, well first, the good news. They are implementing the post-9-11 um, revamp of the forever GI Bill, as it was termed, um, in which you can use the, your, your benefit for as long as there's still money in it. It yeah. doesn't expire because of a time frame anymore. Right. It used to be once you started it, there was an expiration date. That was based on when you started it. Um, that has gone away. Um, but now what's happening, unfortunately, because uh, the changes were, are pretty broad. Uh, the VA is not prepared for these changes yet. Um, typical, unfortunately, uh, and that something that the VA had promised they would not do this time around. Um, but up on the Hill a couple of days ago here, uh, they let the... They, they let us all know that unfortunately they're not ready and they won't be ready for several months here. Yeah. Um, and we don't have the full rollout of the forever GI bill until April anyway. Right. But there are things right now where a recently discharged veteran who goes on is looking for his or her certificate of eligibility. Um, it has an expiration date on it still huh. and uh, still has some of the old rules, which were restrictive and causes some veterans to not want to use their benefit yet. Because they think, well, if I start right now, even though I've only got a couple classes, if I start right now, my my uh, eligibility will run out soon. That's mm-hmm. not the case. And so we're pushing really hard. And fortunately, the Senate is uh, in the House of joining with us, and they are pushing very hard. And the VA says they're doing all they can do. Um, but right now, we need um, – if you, do, if, you do, if you see something that you don't get on your – you don't understand, or if you see an expiration date – on your certificate of eligibility, we need you to reach out to the VA directly. Uh, there's a 1-800 number right there on that website. Or reach out to one of your, ser- your service officer uh, if, if someone's helped you with your claim. If not, right. you know, amvets.org and um, all, the, all the organizations, the big organizations, we all have these service officers. And we can tell you what the real deal is here, what your eligibility really is. Um, 
and that the expiration date no longer exists. Um, VA is sending letters out to some, um, but we think these letters are going to cause even more confusion, mass confusion. Yeah. Because um, they're, these, these guys are, are brand new into the system, into the veterans' benefits part. And uh, to might be, getting, be a little bit of information overload for them. And if you're going to college or applying for colleges, you're already getting a ton of mail. Oh, yeah. And so you're going to, you don't know what's real, what's not. Um, and just because it says VA on it doesn't always mean it's real because a lot of uh, predators out there uh, will use mailings that, that look like they're from the VA. So yeah. the bottom line is uh, also you can check on social media. The VA is being very uh, aggressive on this, which we're, we're happy for, uh, uh, though. but getting this message out, that's what we want to do today as well. Yeah, and it's very important. And, and I, you know, I would say, I understand people are going to be concerned about this and the, and it is a concern. It's something that needs to be fixed ASAP, but some of that concern, I think they can allay their fears because even if they had that time limit on it, it's not like a, a one year to it's 15 years that you have to use it. That's that was under the post nine 11 GI bill that I had. So I started using it in 2012, I think it was. So that would be until 2027, I've still got 10 years left to use. I think I might actually have a few months left on it. Not a hundred percent sure on that. I should probably look into that. That may be something, uh, maybe something I can take advantage of either passing on to my son or something like that. Who knows? Well, it's retroactive. So you don't have an expiration date now. Oh, I don't have, Oh, that's right. I totally forgot about that. So I don't have an expiration date. So my son can definitely use any benefits that I have for that. So while it's not, you know, it's, it's not a pressing concern. I think it is a concern. And again, as you said, it just shows, Another example of the VA telling us like, Hey, it's not going to happen this time. And then it happens this time. And you, and you wonder where's the disconnect who who's responsible for it. I mean, listen, secretary Shulkin, everybody seems to think he's doing a really good job as far as a lot of the policies he's implemented, as far as his uh, ability to, to uh, communicate things to uh, the veteran community. But at the same time, he's running the VA and there's still these problems going. I mean, do you think it's it's his responsibility? Of course, he's at the top, so he bears the responsibility in the end, whether he wants to or not. But is it something more you know, in line with just a bureaucracy and things that have been in place for so long that causes them to work like this? What are we dealing with? I, I think it's a combination of a lot of different things. But the, the key part here is the VA is massive. And unfortunately, the communication, they're getting better at communicating outward with yeah. their external audiences, um, they still don't communicate all that great within the VA. And that's something they're, they're working on, but I don't know uh, if we're ever going to see a true fix on that. Um, I, I think the secretary uh, did a great job advocating for the forever GI bill Yes, and, you know, getting this in place. Um, and it did happen rather quickly, which is unusual for Congress to be able to get something quick. A little bit. Uh, and, this kind of came out of nowhere. It was there, and the VA acknowledged back then, you know, this is going to be a lot of work on our IT side and our communication side. Um, they did say they, they thought they could do it, and now they're coming back and saying, no, it's going to be several months before they can really do it the right way. Um, you know, one of the senators asked them, well, can't you just take a Sharpie and cross, <laughs> cross the expiration date on these certificates? And uh, the VA said it's a lot more complicated than that, and I think that's the problem. Yeah. Um, you know, it's probably, it is more complicated than a Sharpie, but it doesn't have to be so complicated that you have to rewrite an entire 
you know, $500,000 program oh, yeah. to take one line off. That shouldn't be that complicated. Uh, it absolutely shouldn't. And, you know, here's the other thing. When you talk about a Sharpie or, or whiteout, why don't we just use some whiteout and block out that date? It's another thing that people need to realize when we complain about what's going on at the VA as far as bureaucracy, as far as implementation of programs, is that it is so massive. So when you're talking about whiteout, you're talking about millions of dollars worth of whiteout probably just because of who they have to deal with. It's it's the same thing as when we see the news stories on, you know, wasted money at, say, the VA or any other large organization, whether it's governmental or not. When it's of that size, those numbers are going to be inflated just because of how big it is. There's waste everywhere. Every company, every organization, there is waste. That's why they hire people like a Six Sigma black belt to look at process improvement and figure out where to cut waste, try to eliminate it. It's very difficult, if not impossible, to do that. And when you get to these huge organizations like the VA, those numbers are going to be inflated just because of how big they are. And... You know, it's, is that an excuse for all the things that have happened? No, I don't think that's an excuse for like, oh, I don't know, let's say a VA ID card website that was clearly not ready for the traffic it was going to receive. Whether that was intentional or not, we might have some questions about that. I don't know if they're even going to be able to pay for those ID cards, Joe, because our next topic, the VA, and boy, this, this certainly seems like deja vu, formally announced that it is about to run out of money again for community care what (laughs) what are we going to do about this we keep having to talk about the va running out of money for taking care of veterans well this time it's not a surprise and something we've been talking about for a while doesn't make it any less expensive um this is the second time this year that uh, the va has come to congress and said we're about to run out of money we're weeks away from not being able to pay for veterans to receive care in the private sector where where they're needed um, so there's three different major bills out there right now that would address this. I, uh, we support the Senate uh, Veterans Affairs Committee's bill, um, primarily, and it, it's a very expensive bill though. It's $54 billion over five years. And that's a big problem. We're not sure it's going to be able to get through because of that. Uh, we're continuing to push, um, the committee itself is pushing hard, but, and it's through the committee. Right now, it requires some rule changes um, by the Senate uh, leadership because the cap is too high. It, it costs too much, uh, flat out, to by rule to even get a vote on the Senate floor right now. And we're not exactly sure what the House will do with it either. Um, so they're looking at short-term fixes again. Um, we really don't like that idea, but we're all stuck between a rock and a hard place here. They know if there isn't some type of fix, there will be veterans who will lose access to care that they need and um there's no there's no safety net for them there's there's no other place for them to go if the funding isn't uh, pushed through so i'm anticipating there'll be something um this is so the second time this year the fourth time overall each time they've come through each time they've come through with short-term fixes and short-term fixes are more expensive because you end up having to spend more because of the not knowing you know what's happening next so you, you can't do that long-term planning and this is we're talking about veterans who are receiving treatment for cancer or veterans who are uh, pregnant and you know, so we're looking at a long-term schedule and and it just really 
causes real havoc in their lives right now. Yeah. And so this is something we have to do. Um, again, if I was one of those veterans or if I was speaking to one of those veterans, I'd tell them I don't think they need to worry. Um, Congress does understand the gravity of this. Uh, I, I, I'm, again, really worried it's going to be a short-term fix, and they're going to continue to kick the can down the road. Um, there's a couple different thoughts on the short-term fix. One is just let's come out and roll out a few billion dollars for a few more months, or let's put out a full year, and that would give us a full year to focus on these bills. We yeah. think we think the legislation is there now. Uh, we don't want to rush through things. We've come into problems before because legislation has been rushed through. Um, but here we are with just a few legislative days left in the year, and we'd really like to see the SVAC bill get through. A few legislative days left and a few legislative days where uh, – they're really looking to try and get uh, some things done, particularly the Republican Party, based on the fact that they just lost a seat. It's going to get a little bit harder for them to get things through. So do you think that uh, I mean, do you think that's going to have any effect on this? Veterans affairs have seemed to be one of the few uh, aspects in Congress where we see some bipartisan action. I, I wouldn't think this would affect it, but I want to ask uh, one of the subject matter experts over there. It really should not um, affect it. One thing I'll I'll say every week I'm here. We need to stop politicizing veterans' issues. It's not a Republican issue or Democrat issue. It's an American issue, and I, I'm very happy to be able to say that I believe the members on both the House and Senate committees uh, understand that and they show that in their work. Um, we had um, Johnny, uh, Senator Johnny Isaacson and Senator Bernie Sanders, who both are. Firmly implanted on the, the different sides of the aisle. Oh, yes. <laughs> and um, they both acknowledged that the, the Senate Veterans Affairs Committee is their favorite committee because it's the one that's really working together and that they do have that common mission. Um, and at the same time, though, they're not always – everyone have one idea because you don't really get better that way. Uh, there's healthy conversation there and uh, slight variances of, of how they want to do this um, – Republicans, they want the short-term fix, the very short-term fix, if they can't get the, uh, the big bill. They want the big bill. Right. Um, and where the Democrats want to go for the full year, um, I see value in both. I think we would probably go with the full year if we had to pick. But it's it's those slight kind of changes um, or differences. But they both want the same thing, which is to continue veterans receiving their care. We are speaking with the executive director of AMVETS. Joe Chanelli, Marine Corps veteran. We're talking to him about various issues uh, while we're focusing on the VA. And we, uh, we, we, <laughs> we, what we, we talked about it a moment ago, the ID cards. We talked about it a few weeks ago, the ID cards. You went through the process of applying for one. According to the website, and I love this wording, you should receive it within, what did it say, 60 days or something like that. Uh, should does not mean will. Uh, that's a, there's a big difference between those two words. Um, we're now on how many weeks has it been since you ordered it? So it'll be it's two weeks and a few hours. Right so now. we're looking at about 14 days. So we've got a 46 day countdown. And I think that's when we'll figure out if uh, this crash of the system has caused a full reset. And it's one of the questions that I had, you know, for the people like Joe Chanelli who applied for the ID card before the website went totally bonkers and crashed and got a little thing there saying, oops, sorry, out of commission. Does that mean you're going to have to reapply for it? I don't. I don't think we've heard anything about that one way or the other. So I, I don't know. So I continue to check eBenefits to see if any type of messaging comes in there. Nothing. Um, we're, we're going to continue to watch it. I've had on different people on uh, the AMVET staff have applied for it at different stages. We, we've done this on purpose so we can all continue to track and 
see when these things start coming in. Um, I applied the very first evening that it was up. And so we'll see if, I, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe I get mine and then uh, get a, uh, a gentleman I work with named John who ap applied a few days later and I could see it taking a couple more weeks because he was right in the rush of it all. It'll be interesting. Uh, I'm still very interested to see what's going to look like. Um, I, I know uh, on uh, connectingvets.com, um, I've, I've seen the prototype they gave you guys yeah. to post up there. It it's the old veteran's health ID card. It's the same thing. That, I mean, that was actually, what they said. They actually took a picture of that and yeah. sent it to you. We'll see. We don't believe it's going to look like that right uh -huh. now, but we'll we'll see. We speak with a lot of people too, but it'll, it'll be interesting. Yeah. I mean, the info that, that was uh, given to me from uh, one of our people's sources within the VA was that it looks pretty much like this. And I looked at it and said, well, this is the veteran's health ID card that I, I never got because I kind of got onto my wife's insurance around that time and kind of stopped using the VA care that I had been using up to that point. I have the old ID card still, but I said, this is not like, this is the old one. I looked at the picture, Googled it and went and like, yep, yeah, this is definitely the old VHIC, the veteran's health ID card. If it looks the same as that, I think that could be a, a bit of a problem where you might have people thinking, oh, well, this is someone, you know, it, it could just lead to issues where you get confused, uh, workers at the VA wondering who has what card, what they're, it's just doesn't seem like a good idea, but, uh, you we know, expect a corp, a corporate logo on the back still. Oh, the, uh, what was it? Office, Office Depot. Depot. That was the one on there. You know, I, I think some people are going to have an issue with that. And I think some people, when we had the, uh, we had posted in the original story and I think it's still in there, the, the Twitter from uh, Twitter post from, uh, Amvets or from you, I can't remember that had the Office Depot logo on it. And people were like, what the heck is an Office Depot logo doing there? I'll tell you what it's doing there. It's defraying the cost of the ID card. That's what it's doing there. Um, so I understand why it's there, but I think some people are going to be like, what is this? Why can't you just give us an ID card? It comes down to dollars and cents, man. That's what it always comes down to. My curiosity on that is just the bidding process, how that, how yeah. a particular corporation was selected on that. I think that's important. Yeah, I think it is. And, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see, although it's uh, – I would say this, at least it's a company that's not uh, one that's typically catering specifically to veterans. You know, it's not like it is, uh, I don't even know what company to think about. Like, you know, any of the companies out there that are just like, hey, veterans are our customers. Office Depot, everybody's their customers. So I, it, that that at least gives me a little bit of solace when it comes to it. Um, as of Tuesday morning, December 12th, the message on the website has been altered slightly. Um, and it says... If you give, you're allowed to put in your email address and you're told you'll get a message when it's up and running again. And it has a little message that says, thank you for your email address. We'll let you know when the application is working again. Um, yeah, well, we're going to keep track of it here. So we're now 14 days in. They told Joe that he should get his ID card within 60 days. It's an interesting question. Do the people who already applied, like you, get those ID cards or do they need to reapply? So we are definitely going to keep an eye on that. Another thing we're keeping an eye on, uh, you know, military-wide and veteran-wide is the issue of TBI, traumatic brain injuries, oftentimes undiagnosed. And one of the issues, Joe, I think, is that people don't even know what to do if they think they might have had some sort of injury. People who thought, eh, nothing happened to me, and then maybe you're seeing some symptoms, feeling some symptoms, and then remembering like, oh, yeah, I was in an MRAP that kind of rolled over a little bit, or helicopter that landed hard, or this happened, or that happened. What can people do about uh, getting diagnosed with a TBI? So our, our primary mission or message here is even if you're not experiencing symptoms, because um, a lot of the symptoms are, are things that people feel like they should or are normal ex 
experiences anyways, an occasional headache or maybe some trouble remembering something or um, even if you don't feel like you're having any of the symptoms, if, if you experienced a concussive situation, yeah. um, whether you fell or you were around something that blew up, um, the VA wants to do a screening and, they, and it's free and it doesn't, doesn't mean you have to file a claim or anything like that. Um, but once you have a diagnosis, um, you're a lot safer and there's treatment. And uh, the, the bottom line is anyone who has suffered even the mildest traumatic brain injuries, there is some damage and it is a, a visible damage uh, when they know where to look and right. how to look. Um, but we're seeing a lot of veterans who don't know that they have TBIs and then they're in a simple car accident or they fall down in the snow and, and hit their head and it becomes much more serious. Um, and we're also seeing uh, veterans who start really rapidly experiencing uh, what they think is mental illness um, in a really sudden onset. And it's sometimes it's because of actual traumatic brain injury. Um, so getting that screening is so key. Uh, we had some, uh, some of the world's leading researchers up on uh, the Senate side this week, and they gave a, a lot of a lot of a lot of really important information, and they were there to talk about how TBI is affecting our military readiness, um, and that they're putting a lot more resources into this. And we really expect the military and the veterans community to get the research out that's going to help the entire world uh, better understand the brain, which is really the, the most unpredictable and probably the most complex entity on the planet. Oh, absolutely. Without a doubt. Now, very quickly, we only have 30 seconds left, but I know you got some big meetings coming up in D.C. this week. Who are you meeting with? And if people have questions that they want you to ask, how can they reach out to you? Sure. So I'll be at the White House uh, this afternoon. We're going over policy meetings. I'll be having uh, early morning breakfast with the secretary on Monday morning and with the health undersecretary on Tuesday. And I'm on Twitter at J-C-H-E-N-E-L-L-Y. Joe Chanelli, Executive Director of Ambest, thank you so much, as always, for joining us. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T Mobile.com. 